What's going on, guys? Hey, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. It's actually not a new episode. Rather, it's one episode we had locked in our vault. I think it's very important that we talk about integrity in the workplace, especially when people are trying to offer you money compared to how they treat you. So please enjoy this episode and let us know how you feel. Peace. What up, y'all? Welcome back to the LSP Love Sparrow Feel Good Podcast, where we want you to feel good in every aspect of your life. My name, if you didn't already know, is Marquise E. Copper, and I'm a writer, author, poet, and mental health advocate. And joining me always in the episode is the squad. Yes, sir. The A-team is in the virtual building, and I'm not going to say quarantine zone anymore because we're just virtual at this point. We far from each other. So we're going to keep it on that tip. Stupid. So as you just heard on my left is my brother from another mother, Ramir, who might want to change his name. He don't know yet. Rafu Kwan. Y'all can call me with you. I want to call me. You know what I'm saying? All right. He is a writer, author, poet, and a feel-good <laughs> consultant. So as part of the LSP squad, we like to make sure we're available to our people yes, um, to answer questions, to hear people out, just to let people let loose, you know, just have a good time. And also to my digital right is Des, a.k.a. Desi Pariah. And yes, he's the only one that's going to call himself that. Only one, man. We're working on that, though. He did. We're working on that. I mean... <laughs> It ain't working out. <laughs> he is an aspiring artist, writer, a rapper, and he loves spreading his philosophy through his love of music. So, yeah, he, he's he's dope. I'll put it that way. Thank you. Yeah, that's the last time you ever going to hear me say that. First, he's a pariah. He's a pariah. Whatever that means. All right. So, we have a great topic provided by one of our own, by Ramir, but he also we brought have someone. a special guest today. And the special guest is no other than my own cousin, Jaden. Jaden, Jaden. I thought she was going to say that. <laughs> I thought you were about to say my government. I'm like, I'm going to put the whole like, government out there. I was like, you know what? Let me just let me, if I say it three times, maybe people will catch on. <laughs> well, what's up, cousin? How you doing? I'm doing all right. Hope everything is going. It's all copacetic. It is, it is, you know, quarantined and distant. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Plenty of distance. About more than six feet of distance right now. But we yeah. got about a couple of miles of distance from between <laughs> us. But, <laughs> but thank you for joining us, man. No problem. No I know problem. you you was on a tight schedule. As always. But he was always <laughs> As always, he's reliable. So, what's the topic today, Marquise? How are you gonna ask me that, knowing good and well you don't want to talk to the topic? <laughs> oh, me, me, why? me, 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 me. <laughs> well, so you thought you never asked, but uh, <laughs> today, today's topic is 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 a good one. I thought, and when I came up with this topic. I was really battling through this topic of whether, you know, integrity versus a paycheck. That's the name of the topic. But man, I feel like a lot of us have went through this. A lot of us has are dealing with it at this moment. And we just don't know which way to go, you know, which way to, to fold on, whether we, we jump on the integrity ship or are we getting paid that good of money to just swallow our pride and just take it? I know I was in that shit. 
I was in this kind of situation too, you know. So, yeah, man. No, I don't agree with that. I'm not since I came up with the topic and it was uh my thought. I would like to hear what you guys have to say. I knew you're gonna do oh. that. I knew you're gonna do that. Put it on us first. Of course. I want to hear what you got to say about the topic because I know I have a story. So who's up first? Des. All right. His head was the longest. So, <laughs> well, I, the only job I can think of that just comes off the top of my head that kind of like, you know. Don't incriminate yourself. Don't incriminate yourself. It was at a, a, a place called Norton Nordstrom, right? But it wasn't like they... They well, they kind of did give me a raise, right? But I was miserable. You know what I mean? I was working with a management team that didn't believe in me, a management team that didn't think I could grow within the company. So they kind of like, they're like, here, man, <laughs> here the one dollar raise. If it was like pulling teeth, and you know, when you have a a manager or a boss that don't really believe in you, you know, then you can you know, possibly be a manager yourself, right? Where do you go? Yeah, where do you go? What's the point of staying? So, yeah, they did give me a raise at that place, but at the end of the day, it wasn't worth it. So, you know, I left, and I'm making more money at my current job, a lot more money. <laughs> so, and I'm happier, you know, hey, but... I just want to jump in there real quick, just to give okay. them a little bit of detail Oh yeah, with you. I I was there. there. Yeah, and just the just the what he means when he talking about integrity versus a paycheck. I worked the same job he did. I came in after him. Actually, he was the one who got me the job. Yeah, I quit that job. Turned around, came back, and they offered me a management position over him. (laughs) Was that bad, y'all? Was that bad? Nah. How bad of a worker were you, Des? Come he on. Was not, I, 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 tell, was not I tell you, I tell you, I tell you the truth. Sean was training everybody who came through the door. <laughs> he trained everybody who came through the door. They just wanted to use him as a a trainer, but they didn't think he had the look to be said manager of the store. Dang, it was the beard. You know what? That. That's a whole nother conversation. I can go to because I wore my hair kind of like you know people. I know how my hair looked before, yeah, like Jay Z. Right? Yeah, exactly. I was embracing my my full blackness, you know what I mean, Afrocentric ways, and and it rubbed people the wrong way, right? He was avoiding getting a haircut. What are you talking about? Whatever Marquis says, whatever. <laughs> yes, he's avoiding eating salad. Anyway, um, as I was saying, they didn't they didn't like the look that I was rocking, right, and uh yeah, and that was probably one of the big big reasons why I didn't get any promotions. But I wasn't happy there, man. And, and nobody was. I I was at you know the place I'm in now. They embrace my look. I got I have managers coming to me like, well before I cut it, obviously I don't cut my hair. I don't know if y'all know. This is gonna be on YouTube, Marquis, or no? Well, I've cut <laughs> my hair then, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm cutting it recently. I look different now. But before I was at I, I work at IKEA, they love my hair. They love how I had my Afrocentric vibe going. They they like that's cool, man. We we accept it here, you know. So yeah. Hey, forget about the money, man. Your integrity comes first. 
you know? So I'm going to flip that on the head for you. What if the money was great, but the situations that they put you in compromise your integrity? I think I was still with I still would have left because it was starting to it was starting to bother me like towards the end of my tenure at Nordstrom like it started to affect my my mental health. I started thinking uh, even though let's say I did get a, a big bag from that place, if it starts wearing you down to the point where it's like you know it, it starts messing with your mental health, then it's like okay, that's it. <laughs> I already got enough stuff going on in my personal life, right? I wanted to have this, you know what I mean? I don't want to deal with this in my work life. I'm not trying to, you know. To be honest, some people work life is their like yeah, yeah. Work is, work is your second home. Is it not? Not for me, it ain't. I mean, if you're doing 46 hours or 47 hours at a job, bro, that's 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 most of your day. It is. And you're spending that at work, you're not spending it in your house. So mm-hmm. that's that's like your second home. No, nah, I don't feel like at work. <laughs> I get what you're preferably, saying. I'm, I'm messing around. Preferably, you wouldn't want no more added mental strain. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. In your work area, as a, going on top of what you already got, got going on, you know, in your personal personal life, right? So it's like, yeah, I didn't need that. Nordstrom was very toxic to me. No offense to the people that's there, you know what I mean, and who I worked with, but it was it wasn't good for my well being. So I had to go. Retail is like that, man. A lot of retail stores, when you, when you once you get in, into a chain that's too big, they start to neglect the people that built the place that practically ran it. Yeah, they'll forget you so quickly, but then real quickly turn on you if, if some of the people who built the pyramids. You said people built the just, pyramids. I'm, I ain't gonna go there. That was a conversation. I mean, you can even think about it that way too, though. Think about it as like these businesses building from the ground up, and they promote the people they like versus the people that actually can do the job. Yeah, um, we ran into that several times. I know, yo. Imagine that you got a manager who overlooks you every single time, but meanwhile, ask you for favors and ask you for ask you information that they should know. Yeah, that you, that you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's We've like been through that. just promote me and then I can help you. Now nah, you want me to do your job for you. You want me to tell you how to do your job, but you're the one that got the, the manager position. Make it make sense. <laughs> how, how do you cope with that type oh, of stuff? Why you bother with that? With that on application. For me, I said, you know, I've dealt with that on several occasions. Of course. I've had that happen, had that happen more than once. The um for me, I actually I won't name the location just because <laughs> you know confidentiality and paperwork that they did have me sign. But the um for me, I've had to make this decision. Um, not that not that long ago. And I chose my well-being and my integrity over that paycheck. The so one of the companies that I was working for prior, the management team had a restructure more than one time. The and I was a part of that management team. I actually was one of the managers who started that store 
be like before even the the floors the cement for the floors were even poured in before product was placed in there before we even had baker's rack to put product on in back of house i was already hired for the company was trained in one of their city locations in soho and then finally came to open that open that location now during the time that i was working there there was another manager who we first started off really cool but there was a situation with something as simple as a smoke break she wanted to go out for a cigarette and i had already worked a double so i wasn't staying another four hours so that she could get a smoke break two hours into her shift because i would have had to stay there for another another four hours so that i could stay to cover her break and then stay to help her close but i had already opened the store worked the mid shift and i wasn't trying to stay for another one yeah, so from that, that manager actually controlled scheduling. So what she would do was schedule me with people that she knew were toxic together, people that did not work well when they were in the same room, people that she knew did not like each other at all. And she would put me to have to deal with the to deal with these folks. And it's not something that I could step away from because I'm the manager. And then on top of that, still come to me with all of her problems, still come to me with all of her issues. Like, and I'm not talking about just work issues. I'm talking about personal stuff. This was someone who would cry on my shoulder one day and then set me up the next. Yeah, she would, yeah. She would wow. tell me about telling me about her problems with her significant other. And then the next day trying to get one of her friends in and promising her friend my position. <laughs> what a so snake. she was really trying to squeeze me out. She wanted me to get so uncomfortable to the point that I would quit and that she would be able to hire her friend. Yeah. Now, this conversation again is about integrity versus the paycheck. So I prayed on it. I prayed on it for quite some time. And I noticed that my demeanor, even when I was in the building, had started to change. My performance still hadn't changed because I have a great work ethic. However, the feeling that I came to work with before was no longer there because I literally hated showing up in the building. And I started to notice that my, my own mental health was being affected. I was starting to feel depressed. I was always down. I didn't want to be around the people that I knew I was going to get scheduled with because I knew that I was going to have to deal with an issue with them. I knew that I was going to have to deal with her and her mess. I almost cursed there, but I caught myself. The um... <laughs> <laughs> So, like I said, was praying about it, talking to, talking to friends about it. I think I even brought it up. I think I brought it up to you. I think Ramir was one. I think Ra used one of the people yeah. that I brought it up to. The, um, and a few of my other cousins as well. The um, but at one point I was just like, I want to get fired. <laughs> I want to get fired. I'm out of here. <laughs> For a little bit, I started to notice that my integrity when it came to the job was starting to diminish because my performance after that started to change. Once I had gotten to that breaking point where I'm like, okay, I want to get fired. I got to a point where I just didn't care anymore. 
as yeah. far as integrity went, it didn't matter because I was trying to get them to let me go. So I'm yelling at customers, doing all types of stuff. I mean, really. And it was it was to the point where it was it wasn't even working because they needed me <laughs> in that position that badly. Yeah. Here it is, you have somebody that you brought in that you're you're trying to replace me with, but she can't do my job. She can't she can't. Yeah. She can do what I could do. So you still needed me there. And what ended up happening was God don't like ugly. She showed up to the job on her day off. And she apparently was in the vicinity drinking earlier. So when she came into the store, she was inebriated. Hmm. Mind you, her day off. That means drunk. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but again, mind you, it's her day off. So I didn't think anything of it. I didn't say anything about it. Then I get a call from my district manager a few days later. And my district manager, I've skipped this part in the story. My district manager used to be the general manager at my location and he was promoted. He was the one that actually onboarded me prior to the store opening. And he actually trains me as well. So when he called me, he wanted to find out about that situation because someone had brought it up to him. And before I could even say anything, I already knew the writing was on the wall. She was getting terminated. So she had set all of that up in motion for me to get terminated. And then it got to a point where I felt so down, felt so depressed, felt so angry and so bothered by the situation that I was trying to get fired. And then, like I said, I was praying about it. She ended up getting fired. It totally flipped on her. But even still, after that, there was still a lot of tension that was still in the building. We ended up down another manager, had to do another reorg. My position changed yet again. I had more responsibility and the pay was okay. The pay was good. Okay. But for the amount of responsibility that was then placed on me, it wasn't enough not to deal with the, the BS that came along. Yeah. With I feel that. And when I, when I finally had decided, you know, being that she's gone, I don't have that, that part, part of the pressure, but I still have all of this other, because now I have all of these, all of these workers that are upset because now they're getting, they have to do more. And it's not even stuff that's really required of them, but they still have to do it because we're short. We ended up, they ended up bringing somebody externally from the, from a different company instead of giving it to who I believe should have gotten the general manager position. And that caused even more discord because now you have people that were really locked in and tied into this person being promoted and yeah. them not getting it. So you had another wave of people who then left. It really did get to the point where I'm like, you know what, my mental health, for me, having to deal with this, my mental health is more important. I already want to leave, so I left. That location then, um, they got word not too long after I left that they were going to be closing. So well, I, I, <laughs> I know this place. I think that every year, you know exactly where I'm talking about. <laughs> I know this place. I so I think that everything does happen for a reason. And when I originally got, when I originally went to that location, I had made a blunder because I left somewhere else where I was happy. I left that place to go there 
because of the paycheck. Yeah. So that, that whole situation was a learning situation for me. It can't be about the paycheck, especially if you're spending eight hours, eight to, to, to 15 hours at, at a location a day. You're only, there's only 24 hours in a day. Yeah. You spend for most of it there. You are asleep. For eight of them, <laughs> you are asleep. Then you're spending time on travel. So the bulk of your day is at work. So I can't spend all of that time, all of that effort, all of that energy in Digital. a place that's dragging me down. It's not possible and it's not healthy. What? And that's why I left. You want to be in a place where you're happy. So it's not even as much as being happy because being happy is based on things that are happening. But being happy is not a necessity. Somewhere where you can be content because anywhere that you go where you're working, at the end of the day, it's work. Yeah. It's it's work. So there's gonna be have to be some type of sacrifice, but it shouldn't come at the cost of your mental health. Yeah. Work more work is not meant to be fun. You can enjoy work, but it's not meant to be fun. At yeah. all. No, it's not meant to be a happy place all the time. You can enjoy the people that you work with. Yeah. You can have fun at your job, but it's still work. You still have to get something done at the end of the day that you probably don't want to do. Yeah. And this is where I'm probably going to hop in a little bit because you, you touched on a lot, Jaden, that a lot of people go through. Like, even just from the retail aspect, yeah. aspect from my side, um, a lot of people knew I used to work at Staples and the store that, that I had, we had a, we had a really great manager. We had there for like two and a half years. She got promoted from another store. A lot of people hated on her because her numbers were great. Our store never did as good as when we had her as the manager. We went mm-hmm. from, we went from doing less than hundred percent of what our sales supposed to be to 120% in less than six months and stayed that way for two and a half years. And raises came, we all got nice raises. It was great. Um, you know, one thing after another happened and the district manager was having uh, pretty much a, a hard time with her. Um, and he was just trying to push her beyond her limits. Um, and unfortunately it led to her, you know, being hospitalized now, not because of stress and anxiety that, that did play a role, but she ended up having a, an emergency surgery that had to happen, which actually was spiked up by what was going on at the job because of, you know, the district manager's actions just right and yeah it it, it it got out of control and that when you have to have emergency surgery that that's that's crazy that that's that's a little far but when something can aggravate yeah. you that much where you were gonna have the surgery anyway but now it has to be an emergency surgery because of how amped up the situation has caused your body to react to it and when that happened it happened on a monday on a Tuesday, I was assigned to work. I was, I'm was i a supervisor at this point, and I, uh, I have the assistant manager who basically relieves me. And I, I'm working 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm there. I got the tills ready. I got everything opened up. Got all, all the money in the registers. Got everything ready to go. Did a, a store observance, store tour, what we called it. Um, after doing all that stuff, hearing that, that, that information come into me, maybe nine o'clock in the morning, hearing that she's not coming in. There's no manager to relieve me midday for me to even take a lunch. I got to wait until two o'clock until the next manager comes in, the assistant manager. He comes in, um, basically 
tells me, look, bro, you might have to stay here the whole day because we we ain't got enough staff here because usually she's here during the day to kind of fill that fill that slot. And long story short, I end up working that entire day and not getting up to maybe like 10, 1030 at night and had to come back the following morning at 6 a.m. and work up till four the next day. I think I, I worked at least 18 to 22 hours in that span of, of those two days. You know, that's a lot of hours. Um, and this is where my, what I say the biggest part of integrity is realizing sometimes in these workplaces, you'll get managers that make that job good, make it comfortable. There's some oh, yeah. managers that'll make it so easy for you to work for them that even when they leave, you follow them. Yeah. And, and that's that's essentially what happened. Six months down the line, um, you know, she's already been replaced already at this point. The manager that comes in, he he has his days where things seem good and then things would just seem like, yo, what is wrong with this dude? And like associates were making rumors. And at first, you know, you don't believe such rumors because in retail, people make rumors all the time. But it got to the point where it had some evidence with it where they would say the manager would be sniffing some sort of powder substance and like rub his hands together and clap and like go <laughs> yeah so for those who know who know what, what substances are you know what substance people do that with but there was proof the next day he came in he had a, a random fit of anger and he punched one of the monitors like the computer monitors and it fell on the floor and it broke he didn't tell anybody who did it we, all knew, we Man, all knew he did it we all knew he did it but the problem yeah, I already know the clapping one the clapping you know what i'm saying line everywhere did it and, and this was, this is <laughs> look, look at his knuckles look at his knuckles look at his knuckles all in the knuckles and again this is somebody who was a the non-melanated non-complected type you know so I'm <laughs> white <laughs> see i i, I ain't saying hey. that because he said non, non-melanated non-melanated i gotta say that i can <laughs> say white that, that could have been anybody the people could have been me the people who derive from the mountains of Caucasus. <laughs> it it could have been me, golly. <laughs> <laughs> you got control, bro. But no, it, he ended up doing that. Um, and a, and a little later on, I was still there at the time. And because of that manager that I had before, she did such an amazing job of helping me see how to increase sales, how to talk to people, how to introduce yourself to, to new clients, how, how to do all these things. We we never had business clients for uh, computers and stuff of that of that nature. It wasn't until she got there that I started to understand how to talk to customers. And we had commercial clients, business clients that we never would have seen. And the money was just racking in. And granted, I wasn't seeing a lot of that money, but I was still getting recognized. And I, and the worst part happens is that manager that took over, you know, the, yeah, that guy, um, you know, that manager took over. Who? He Which made one? that place. All those clients. You know, he made that place uh, toxic. It, it became very toxic. Um, it was to the point where some of uh, the associates um, during one evening actually had a panic attack, two of them at the same exact time. Oh, my God. Um, both of them in the, in the bathroom, just like, and I've you had know, one. I know one of them. I, I, he's funny. So I, I've. I've been in that situation where I've had an extreme panic attack and y'all already know I suffer from depression. I, I suffer from chronic depression and that, the, that instance of being around someone like that. And mind you at that location, I've had seven managers in the, in the midst of one year, we went through four managers and 
it got to the point where every manager was so concerned about money that they forgot about the customer. And that's why they didn't make money. So to go with integrity, um, we sold computers. And oftentimes you have computers that are on sale and people come in specifically because they saw it on sale. Now, the way that the, the, the stores really make money because they don't really make money off of computers. They make money off the services they sell with computers. So for each computer that they sell, they're trying to get you to add an additional three to $400 of services attached onto that computer. And a lot of times they will say, all right, look, if you get this computer, they, 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 they now apply for this much financing, which means they're more likely going to get more stuff if that much financing is available to them. So they would literally tell me, don't, don't give that customer the like, while I'm in lockup or I'm like calling somebody, yo, can someone go on lockup to go grab this before they gave me access? Cause they gave me access after a while. And they were like, oh, no, don't give that customer that cheap laptop. They're not going to get anything with it. Tell them we don't have any more. And I'm like, I ain't telling them that. What? Tell them that we don't have any more. They'll do it. And I'm like, my manager told me to tell you that he don't got no more. And I had to say it like <laughs> that because I wasn't going to lie for him just for him to get a sale. I told him, my manager told me to tell you that he ain't got no more. My mama told me to tell you. <laughs> because it's crazy. Manager, no. It was my manager. <laughs> The messed up part about it is no computers. <laughs> in, in the retail field, they do not care. So say that if that sale would have backfired on me, right? And I said that we don't have any more and they were connected to HR or connected to, to the DM or connected That's to anybody. Hey, anybody else. Oh, that would have been me all day long. And not only would, would they would have fired my behind, they would have filed a police report. Man, it, not to cut in real quick. Cut in real quick. These jobs that we have, and each of us and multiple people that's out here that probably will listen to this podcast. Most of the jobs that we have, they preach, they preach integrity. Mm-hmm. They preach integrity. And some, some of them have it on your back wall when you go in the break room. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We've seen those integrity signs before. And I'm like, yeah. but you don't have none of that. And they all do. And if you question them about it, you're in the wrong. Yeah, HR is not really there for you. They're there as as a, a way to make you think that they're there for you. Human resources, but we're not here for the humans. We're here for the resources. <laughs> it really does depend on the company, though. Some it companies does. have a much better track record than others. Yeah, and that's not that's no lie. But most that's of the why I love my current job. <laughs> But go ahead, Marquise. I'm not to cut you off. I cut no, you off. I'm actually glad you said that too, because uh, this this manager that you know replaced the, the manager that I had that was great. Um, because she 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 had unemployed for a while because that, that surgery knocked her out pretty pretty bad. So she had was looking for a job for a while. Um, but that that manager that replaced her, you know, he he wasn't understanding of anything. This one kid who got kicked out of his house, um, and he he was a good worker. He was really a worker. He got kicked out of his house and, he, and instead of wearing the slacks for a uniform, he kept coming in with jeans and we all knew his situation. We were all like, yo, we need someone need to help him. Like we need to help him somehow. But if you're making like $200 a week, you know, a- after taxes or, le- or less than that, $200 before taxes, you know, there's not much you can do, especially with most of these kids. And I say kids because most of them were 16, 17, 18 year olds, you know, most of them. They don't, they don't got that kind of money. You know, they, they basically got this job so they can put a little gas in their car that their parents bought them, a little bucket that the parents bought them, or, you know, have money to Five, go, go to the movies with their friends. You well, know? Some of the parents take that money from them for rent. Some do. Some yeah. did. 
but and and that's exactly what happened this kid this kid basically his parents was collecting rent from him um and he got in a, in a crazy argument with his stepdad and got kicked out the house um and, and mind you he's 19 years old and and he was a he was a dropout he was trying to get his ged uh, it it wasn't easy for him he, he didn't he said school was hard for him so i, I get it because i know people who dropped out and went for ged and they, they they're very successful but you know this happened to him and the manager was not sympathetic at all so this is what the manager does so he basically tells him look i'm gonna give you a week to to, to get your to get your stuff together and then tell me how a week goes by he's still out of the house he's staying at his girlfriend's house he doesn't have money and his girlfriend works at the store with us that, that was the crazy part um and what, what killed me the most is in front of every employee in the store like a few of us a few of us actually witnessed this happen where he walked over to him pulled money out of his wallet a 50 dollar bill and said here Models is right around the corner. You're going to go over there, go get you some pants and come right back. And you're going to pay me back. And I'm like, did you really just, did you just do that? He did it in front of me. Like he called me over just to do it. Like, how, how do you, how, how do you do that to somebody? He did that to another associate that, that, that needed a belt. He didn't have a, they, they didn't have a belt. Oh Yeah. Walmart's right there. Those of you know where I worked before, you know where I'm talking about because they all is close. But yeah, Walmart's right there. Go grab your belt. I'm like, how do you do that to somebody and expect them to come back to work and, and respect you? Yeah, that's a little extra. Hey, it was messed thing, up. Somebody to decide to say, hey, look, you're struggling. I'm going to help you out. But it's another thing to do it as a, a circus act. Yeah. Yo, it, it was... That definitely was a performance. Because, number one, he called you over to make you a part of it. And then, not only... It's not it's not even so much that he's giving the guy the $50. The fact that he's telling him, go buy it and give back. <laughs> you already know what the situation is. You know that he doesn't have it. And he didn't have it to do it himself. Didn't how the hell does he have it to yeah. yeah. And that's the crazy part about it is um there is a part of what the company I used to work for, the retail company, even though I said that name already. Um, there is a part that actually talks about um it's basically like you can add like a dollar or something, like a dollar, two dollars from your paycheck, and it'll go to like a, a community fund. So if somebody any, who needs help, right? Exactly. So any associate who who's like really like low, and we had we had someone like that who he was basically homeless. He was sleeping on someone's couch, and the people were stealing from him. Uh, his only family was stealing from him, and said, "Oh, it's in my house. It's my it's my stuff now." And it got really bad, and they were able able to help him find an, find an apartment, and they paid his rent for six months while he you know got himself together, um, and they relocated him and everything. And I'm like. You know, that existed at the time. And I don't know if that manager understood that or knew about that. But you did that in front of me. And that, that hit me hard. And the, the kid comes to me after and he says, yo, he's an a-hole. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that, that was wrong. And the whole store knew about it in like 2.5 seconds. There was two people eavesdropping in the aisles in front and behind us. You know, and they were all hearing and his reputation 
was was terrible in the store. Even the customers. We had one customer who felt bad for us. She was a, a great customer. There, when we were in the front of the store, you know, they got those picture pane gla glass windows, right? Sun goes directly in it. It's like a magnifying glass. Everyone who's sitting in that front is dying. So what she does is she makes a, a corporate complaint. And two days later, these fools come up in here and install blinds in the front of the store. And my manager at the time throws a hissy fit and goes back and forth with her, ends up cursing at her. She curses him out to the point where this dude almost pissed on himself. <laughs> and all, all, all the employees looked at her like, they were so happy, but this, but to, to wrap this, this part of this story up, um, it got so bad in that store and so toxic because he, he really just made it hard for anybody to survive in there. That when that manager, my old manager finally got on her feet and she got another job, she said, Hey, look, I'm hiring here. I'm, I'm one of the managers here. 18 of us left within three weeks. Went to 18 of us left within three weeks of that's her posting that job. That's mind one of them. Mind, I was one of them. Mind you, nine of nine people of that, you know, nine people of that group that left didn't even know her. It's like we gonna join y'all. <laughs> <laughs> once, once I left, once I left, I took five with me. I, I he said. Oh, this is oh, this is the craziest thing. So I gave him my two weeks notice before all these other people start leaving. So three other people left before me, three people that knew her, and we all was like, yeah, we probably gonna go over there. It was more money, three dollars, three dollars extra. You think I'm gonna stay here and you treat me like garbage? No, I'm gonna go with her because I, I feel good working with her. And you know, I'm before I head over there, I give him my two weeks. I put the letter in his desk because he was not there at the time. He was coming in later on to close the store. He sees it, calls me into the office, and then he goes, so, where are you going? And I'm like, what do you mean where I'm going? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean where I was like, oh, so, no, I saw your, your letter here. You're, you're leaving. Like, you, you stated to me that you stated in the letter that this place affects your mental health. And your doctor said either you stay here and possibly end up in the hospital or or leave and, and do better. Like, why didn't you tell me sooner that stuff was going on with you? I'm like, be honest with you. I've been feeling like that for a while. And I, I was, but before he got there, but it amplified when he got there, but I wasn't going to say all that. I just said, look, I've been feeling like this for a while. I've been looking for uh, and my exit and this is just how I think of my exit. So after I say that, and with all professionalism as, as I could, and then he goes, so what, what, where, where are you leaving to? Oh, I'm, I'm going to this place. Oh, he says my old manager's name. Oh, with her? And it became evident that to me at that point that the four other employees who left said to him the exact same thing. We're going here with her. So he started to have this vendetta against her. And he didn't even know her. And he basically said to me, all right, when you, when you go out of here, I don't want you to tell anybody where you're going. Uh, I don't want you to start talking about the job. I don't want you recruiting in here. Pretty much work your two weeks as if not, you're, not, you're not going anywhere. And I'm like, 
this dude got the nerve to tell me not to recruit anybody or not to tell anybody where I'm going. Cause that's the first question someone's going to ask. Oh, are you leaving? Where are you going? That's the first question they ask you. But what I end up doing is I, I, I didn't recruit anybody. I just say, hey, look, um, you want to know where I'm going? I'm just letting you know, this is where I'm going. And then my two weeks I left, not even three days later, the rest of them just like put their two weeks in. And then after two weeks after that, yo, that store was half empty. So that integrity store, versus a paycheck. The paycheck, they gave me a raise and they actually offered me an assistant manager position, which would have gave me even more money. You said, uh-uh. I left for pretty much $3 more than what my associate pay was, even though my, my assistant manager pay would have been better. I left strictly because that environment was too much. I went there for, for IT anywhere. I, I was studying IT when I started working there. I went there because I wanted to work on computers. I want to get hand-on experience. They want to change it to let's make people buy stuff. I, went, I wanted to fix, not buy, not try to make people buy stuff. And they try, they try to tell you to like lie to customers, even though even a lying never worked. It, it rarely ever worked if it did. And if it did, your customer either had so many issues or they came back to you and said, hey, yeah, yeah, I, I had to return it. You know, and I'm like, see, now you make my numbers look stupid. You know, it, it, it kind of kills you to try and swindle somebody just for some numbers that you won't even get a piece of. You don't get no action out of it. You get a base pay. And that's it. There's no commission. There's none at all. You know? And I got to ask this question. Has anybody had a situation where another associate, another employee accuses you of something and instead of the manager taking the proper steps, they don't, they act as if they don't know what they're doing, which probably means they don't know what they're doing. And they cause you to now not trust them. You say that so to, to give you an idea at one particular day I had one uh, one employee who everyone said had a crush on me and this crazy girl for some reason goes and tells calls HR and tells my boss that I made a terroristic threat and mind you at the at the instance where she says I said that not only does everybody there say that did that did not happen, but they also said that she and another dude were, were actually talking the entire day and was not listening to me, which they weren't. And it comes out later on that the dude that lied, because he lied on me, the dude that was there, lied on me because she wasn't there at all at the time when, when apparently this happened. He lied on me just to get with her. Hey, I'm going to cut you off. Go ahead. I'm going to cut you off. I didn't tell my story yet. Oh, you going to. Everybody got a chance. And we're going to get back to these these kind of questions when we dive deeper into the situation. But I want to tell my story. I agree with you. But before you tell your story, to go along with what I just said, when someone does something that, like that to you and you just lose your trust, where the manager does not take care of that of that action, but instead tells me 
oh, HR gave me the option to either fire you or write you up. So what do you, option do you think I chose? And I'm like, I wish you would have just said fire me and just get it over with. But he making it seem like he did me a favor instead of just sticking up for me because it came out later and they recorded it that he lied. So do you stay at a job where a manager does something like that? Or do you leave? If it means me talking, I'll stay at the job. So, um, so I'm like, I'm like, uh, you will leave that. Ain't no way. If somebody lie on me. If somebody lie on me, it depends on how bad the lie is. It depends on. <laughs> it depends how bad the lie is. It it, it it really does because if you lie some petty stuff, some some little stuff that I can get over, and it's just to save your butt and your hindsight. I can I can understand it, you know. I I have a, a certain level of understanding to me that most people probably don't have, and probably say, "Oh man, he lied. I'm out of here." Nah, but I, if it's a petty lie, then I'm like, "I right, I understand why you did it, and I would have did the same." But if it's one of those those dramatic big old lies that causes me my position or my uh, reputation, your freedom. Your freedom? Yeah, that too. If it causes yeah. me any of that stuff, then of course I'm like, yeah, you know what? They're about I'm to say you. something though. I'm not gonna. I'm not just gonna leave. I'm gonna say something beforehand. This girl's gonna call the cops on me. Then at that yeah, point, I, I would say. Them. But I, if if somebody about to call the cops on me, I'm saying something. I am not gonna let your lie ride the table, and not defend myself whatsoever. What about you, Jaden? What do you have to say? Me, a lie is a lie. I went through something similar to that where I was accused of something. But um, they actually did go through the proper channels. Not that I agreed with even how that was handled. I mean, it all worked out in my favor at the end of it. But yeah. the way that they did it, it still could have been better. The um, So I had an associate who made an accusation stating that I was harassing her and that I was mean towards her and that I treated her unfairly. Mm. Now for me, you're not going to besmirch my reputation. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to, no. I don't care. No, stop. No. I don't care how big the lie is, how petty the lie is, how small the lie is. The lie is a lie is a lie is a lie and the fact the fact of the matter was she went to the district manager and told this lie and then that lie got perpetuated and brought made even larger and went to um the rpmd Mm. rpmd department so they had they had separated us on the sales floor while they investigated but during all of this investigation, no one was asking me what happened. So I, I did feel some type of way about that. Like, why am I not getting a chance to defend myself? Why yeah. no one has spoken to me? Why is it three weeks have now gone by and I'm getting the short end of the stick, basically. And I have to be in, in back of house. I can't be out on the sales floor when he's out on the sales floor. I'm not, I'm not understanding this. So the, um, I spoke to my general manager. My general manager understood exactly where I was coming from. So I at least felt good about that. 
he tried to reach out to someone else and was told to stay out of it. Yeah. The um. So when it finally did get to the when when the PMD department finally did contact me, um, the person that I spoke with heard my side of the story, and then she let me know that I needed to have everything in writing. If I could have everything written down for me to send to her so that she could have that as part of her, you know, investigation. Now, luckily, when I spoke to my general manager, my general manager had already told me to do this. And I, being in management, I already knew what I needed to do. So I had already typed up a three-page document (laughs) of different incidents with this person, different situations that had happened. And she was basically accusing me of something that she was doing. So there were, there were, so starting off with just like little small petty things, there were times where I would come, I'm walking in, she doesn't say hello to me, but I said hi to her. She would then flip that around and say that it was opposite, that I didn't say hi to her and she was trying, bending over backwards to say hello to me. That's something petty, that's something small. But then there were other times where, you know, we had the, you know, Blackout Tuesday. And there were stores that were closing in solidarity. A comment that she made is, why would stores close? They'll get fined. And to me, that came off as the $1,000 fine that the store is going to get is worth more than somebody's grandmother, is worth more than somebody's brother who was shot, is worth more than my cousin who was killed is worth more than the life of just a person in general. There was yet another time where she came in bragging about how she was doing 105 in a 50 mile zone, in a 50, um, in a place where the speed limit was 50. And she was pulled over by the cops and she was non-melanated. And how she used her last name because her last name, her uncle, is a coach for a team. The police officer that pulled her over recognized the name because it's a very specific name. And she let him know that that was her uncle. The, um, and she was able to get out of not only a ticket, but she left with just a warning. Now for me, you're, com- oh, you're coming into, into work and you're talking about this, mind you, you don't see the climate, the what's going, the social climate of what's going on around. You're coming into work bragging yeah, about the situation, but for someone like me, that could have been a life or that would have been a life or death situation. Um, exactly. There were just, there were many, and those are just again small things that happened, but there were much larger things that she had done, that she things that she had said, and luckily for me, I keep. I don't really keep a record, but I knew that on specific days I had vented to a specific friend of mine via text or being a phone or via a phone call. So to fi- to figure out dates yeah. when something happened was very simple. And all I had to do was go through my text messages, look at it, go through my call log, look at it. And I had not only dates, but times of incidents where she did something where they could then go back in the camera look it up and find it. Yeah. 
Yeah, them receipts. So once they started to do that, they realized, oh, okay. So it's not me. It really is her. The um, but at least, like I said, in my situation, unlike you know what happened with you, the um, at the end of it all, it 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 was, it finally did get handled the right way at the end of it. Like I said, the the beginning of how they were gathering all of the information. I didn't necessarily agree with that, but when it was all said and done, it was completed correctly. So it didn't cause any distrust for me with the rest of my senior management team or anything like that. But if it had been, there definitely would have been some recourse. Yeah. All right. Rob, when are you going to say your piece, man? How do you say what up and you over here cut me off when I was talking? <laughs> oh, you was talking? I didn't even notice. <laughs> I think his <laughs> mic was on. <laughs> he was on mute. I'm playing one case. You talk so dang much. We don't even know when you're not talking. Uh, <laughs> I'll play. Hey, welcome back to the LSP podcast. Um, <laughs> he needs some milk. Oh man! Anywho, hey, if I would, if I may, if I may, proceed, proceed. Since this was my topic, and yeah, y'all got the chance to share your stories and everything. I think it's only fitting that I share mine and why I came up with this topic in the first place. And okay. no one of the spreading. reasons I I go back to the I have three jobs that have that I had an issue with where I had to battle integrity versus a paycheck. My first job, I'm not going to mention no names. It was a furniture store. Let's put it like that. All, I think all three of them was a furniture store. All three of them. One was low commission sales, and the other one was a little bit higher commission sale, and the last one was all commission. And I'll put it like that. The first job I had, the integrity fell on the management team. Because I was doing my job. I did my job to the T. I was bringing the money. I was I was raking it in any way I can get it. Of course, keeping it honest with the customer. And what ended up happening was my boss came through one day and I had a customer that I was working with and she wanted something from the back back. And he was like, nah, I don't think we should get that for her. Um, and she was, she threw a complaint that, Hey, I know you have it in the back. I've been here for years. She didn't say at that time, how many years she'd been there, but she said, I've been here for years. I know you have something in the back. Can you please just have this young fella bring it to me. He's like, ma'am, let me tell you something. You're acting like an idiot. He said, matter of fact, you are an idiot. And I'm not going to do that for you. I, I am risking my own break time to come over here and talk to you. And after that, after he said his piece, he walked off. Went back to the office and went and continued to have lunch. Yo, for real? Honestly, he left. And then he left me to deal with the customer. And she was like, 
excuse me. So she was going off, and I was like, lady, I understand. Look, we have to put up with him. We work with him. You don't work with him. And I felt like it was wrong to call the customer an idiot. And this customer then relayed to us that she's been shopping at that store for 17 years. Longer than he's been the manager. Oh, man. He knew everybody in the store, including her daughter was with her at that time. And her daughter worked for the corporate. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Not only did she leave a complaint and said that we were... Over the top, because we, we helped her through even after that, even after he called her an idiot, we helped her to the best of our ability. I went above and beyond for that lady. Mm-hmm. To the point where he was like, if you go back there one more time to look for a product for her, I'm going to fire you. And I was like, bro, you can do whatever you want to do, but you're going to have to do that from your office and go over there. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't talking to me like that because I'm not the one. And I let him, I let him go. He he went back to his office, all uh, furious, fast and furious, as he as some would say. And he left, and she made the report. She did a Google uh, review, and then she called corporate, and his butt was out of there mm. faster than he could turn his head around. Not faster than I can I can leave because I left. I left that company because I said, you know, I'm not gonna deal with a manager who has the audacity. Because I've been a I've been a store manager at one point. I could never sit there and call a customer an idiot and get away with it and keep my job. No way. And then what? And at the time, at the time, nobody seen that as a big deal. So I was like, you know what? Since nobody sees that as a big deal, I'm out of here. Leave. Mm-hmm. I went to my next furniture store. And I leave that story where it's at because obviously there was no integrity with that manager. And there was no integrity with the company at that time period where they didn't want to fire him. So they were going to keep him. They were trying to keep him. And and granted, I was making good money. And I was like, you know what? There was a job that called me that I could have made more money. So I, obviously, I took that job and went tried to make more money. And that leads me to my next one, where the management team was perfect. As uh, somebody said earlier in the story, where your manager was great. I think it was Marquise. I mean, when I say this guy was like a model manager, like you wanted to be like this guy. We not only did we work with this guy, but even after work, we went and ate with the dude. We went to he invited us to house functions. It was he was like the God's honest truth. He was like the one of the best managers I ever had. Hands down. He decided that he wanted to leave the position and go to a different store and take over a different store because he had enough of our store because our store was known as the redheaded stepchild of the company. What does that mean? Redheaded stepchild of the company, meaning we were the lowest grossed store. Yet we still made money, but we were the lowest, lowest grossed store in the company. Yeah. Because of our location. Still, I was the highest selling associate there. So I was doing my job. He decided to leave up and leave one day. And they was training me to become the to fulfill his shoes, but I had to go through the the the, the ropes. And but the person above me, the manager above me, 
he didn't want to move up to the store management position, so they kept me in my position. And when we had that's that's around the time when we started this uh, podcast because the pandemic hit and we left. They ended up bringing us back under new management in the store. So he left. He went to a different store. We had a new manager. That new manager came up, but she didn't know anything about management. She just knew everything about she was a designer before she was a manager. So she had just moved into a management position and didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Didn't least squat. So when she came into that position, it was just competition, competition, competition. That's all she knew. She she knew how to compete, but she didn't know how to manage. Mm. So she would try to set up my schedule where I would have the worst days on the block and she would have all the good days or so her numbers because at the time she had to sell too. Mm. And she gets not only a salary, but she gets an extra paycheck for what she sells. So it was at a disadvantage. So she wanted to get all the good days where she can make an extra paycheck. Yeah, and she was, she was, she was not only doing that, but she was going behind the company's back and, you know, stealing out of the warehouse and doing things, had people holding things for her that they wasn't supposed to do. And then they fired all the good people that was a part of when we they brought us back from the pandemic, and they fired all the good people, and kept some of the bad ones and some of the, you know, some of the conniving ones with some of us good ones. Mm. And when I got back, I was like, oh, where's all the good, like, where's all the people at? They was like, oh, no, we let them go. And we kept you and we kept uh, this other person. We're bringing people over because we need help. And they were supposed to bring them back to the store if they were going to hire again. And they just outsourced. It's like, forget them, we're going to outsource. We don't care about the people we let go. We want to outsource and get new people. Mm-hmm. Stupid. They ended up bringing in new people, which they told me that I would have to train. And I was like, so do I get paid for it? They was like, no, you don't get paid for it. Yeah, goodbye. But the other guy, but the, the manager above you will get paid for it. That's stupid. I said, they said, you're the highest seller in this store, so we need you to train them. I was like, but if I'm not getting paid for it, why would I do that? They was mm-hmm. like, if you don't do that, then, you know, that's going to, you know, that's on you that your job's going to be on the line, though. I was like, uh, you can't put my job on the line because I don't want to train new people that you won't pay me to train. <laughs> and I told him that. And then we sat down in the office and we had a meeting. And I was like, so she was like, so you don't want to do this, that, and the third. I was like, but you talk about integrity of this company. And she hit me with that. She's like, you don't have no integrity for this company. I was like, you don't talk to me about integrity because this company doesn't have no integrity. You fired the people that you distinctly told that they would have a job when they get, like, if they needed to hire again, they would have a job. And you hired all new people that we had to train. And you offered the guy above me a paycheck to train these people and then offer me a paycheck. Yeah, I sell more than that guy. And you need me to train them. Where does that make sense? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. That means I'm negotiating my contract. I don't need you. You need me. You need me. And then, yeah. I, yeah, I of course, at that at that time, exactly. which brings me to my third story, 
Wait, so that second place, that's the place I picked you up at? Huh? When that's I picked the place you, up you picked day? me up at, yeah. Okay, that's the place I'm, okay. So that place was, it was trash. It was terrible. I made great money. But again, not as much as I made at my third place, which brings me to my third place. My third place called me and and I moved to South Carolina. Whoopity doo da. I don't know why what made me do this. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I moved to South Carolina and I, I and I got uh, I got a job here at one of their top stores. The same company? No. Uh-huh. No, different company, top furniture stores. Top paying company stores by far. I when I tell you my paycheck, when I left the job, because I did leave the job. I recently left the job. When I left the job, I was making four thousand dollars a paycheck with the opportunity of making ten thousand dollars a month at the job. Right? That's a lot of money. <laughs> it was a lot of money. It was good money and not even just ten thousand dollars. That was just a normal paycheck. That's not including the add-ons of what I sold to go along with that paycheck. I was supposed to make that much money, and I was on the the course of making that much money. However, that's where I came up with the topic integrity versus a paycheck because at this job, not only was the manager racist. But he was racist without even knowing he was racist. He was racist without knowing that he was doing a bad thing at all. He knew he didn't like a certain type of people. He knew that it wasn't right. But I, I wouldn't say he didn't. He knew it wasn't right. He didn't know it wasn't right. Because he was like, when I got there, he told me, and I had dreads at the time. Hmm. He said, uh, I, I could tell by the way he looked at my dreads. He was like, are you going to change that? And I was like, you know what? I I'll cut it. I, I'll cut it off. I, I want it, I want something new anyway. Yeah. So I cut my hair off, and he hired me. And then I, he made a joke one day because I had a I had a shortcut, but not like I have it now. And he was like, and then I got it like I have it now, which is a a, a number one. And he's like, man, you need to grow your hair back to like a number two, because you were selling more at that time. I was like, man, I should really grow my dreads back because I was selling a lot more when I had dreads in my head. And he was like, you know what? Don't do that. He's like, because, you know, the people out here, they don't really like that type of hairstyle. You know, they're not really fond of that. If you did that, then, you know, you might lose sales and the people might not like it. I was like, are you telling me not to grow my hair back? I said, it doesn't, my hairstyle doesn't determine my sales strategy. Or the way I deal with my customers. He was like, I know that, but uh, you know, I, I just don't recommend it. And I I I don't really personally like it. And it's in your contract. I was like, no, it's not, bro. <laughs> what are you talking about? And that was one incident. And I let I, I went past that incident. I was like, all right, whatever. I know this guy really doesn't like dreads. Okay, that's cool. Another incident happened. I happened to be walking by. I had just took my break and I came back from my break and I was walking by and he was helping a black couple or, or a melanin couple. I don't know what's the right way to say a melanated person. <laughs> yes. He was helping a black couple and he's a non-melanin dude and he happened 
to say, he said, you know what? You're from the same area that I'm from. And the customer was like, yeah, I'm from it. He was like, man, I love the fried chicken out there. And it, I mean, so it, it was God. like, why would you say that? And I stopped in my chat. I was like, what? Why would you? That's not even. The conversation had nothing to do with that. <laughs> Good old he, South Carolina. He had to make it apparent to say that. He said, I love the fried chicken out there in that area. And then the customer looked at him funny. He was like, yeah, man. And, I mean, and the pizza, too. I was like, man, you just tried to save yourself because that customer was about yeah. to let you have it. And I was like, you know what? All right. I'll take that. Whatever. And then I had another coworker I was working with who at the time told me that the George Floyd incident when they were doing the marches, they was, she was like, I don't understand why they were doing the marches. She was like, people die every day. And what? So what? Who cares? Move on. You people should know how to move on. I said, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You people. Who people? What? You and to know how to move on, I, man, it got to the point where it was just like, God, y'all, y'all are pecking at the person that I am. Like, I'm not a civil right movement activist, but I am black at the end of the day. <laughs> and it does affect me at the end of the day that you say something like that. Yeah. Like, it has no meaning at all. Like she's like, why does why do people march anyway? Like it's stupid to me. People deal with racism every day and oh my move on God. with your day. And I was like, lady, you need to cut it out. Stop. Like, stop while you're ahead. Because you, you might not have one by the end of this conversation. <laughs> you need to cut it. It, it, it got so crazy, man. And then, then, then what was the icing on the cake for me? Well, no, there was another guy. That it, was, it was two things. Two incidents happened. A customer came in the store of non-melanin skin, and he had approached a Filipino lady. Well, the Filipino approached him. And she was like, can I help you, sir? And he's like, listen, I wouldn't talk to your kind if it killed me. I don't understand anything that you say. Go in the store and go find me somebody who talks my language. Go find me an American. And they went and they helped that guy and said nothing about the situation. Mm -hmm. How much money did he have? He, it wasn't about the how much money. He was looking at the cheapest thing in the store. Oh, really? Wow. And he didn't even buy. Melanin concept. He said, he told that lady, and that lady was sitting there bawling her eyes out. And they said, oh, he's just not used to your type. That's all. <laughs> oh, my God. I was you're like, what? He's not used to black people. It's not even <laughs> just the black people. It was just people of different skin colors, different complexion. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, they didn't care what color of skin you were. If you wasn't their color, it was, it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was it just rested on that. It, the breaking point to me was when the it was a person of my skin color that came there that started that was working there, right? Yeah. She's been working there for years, and the guy was telling a slave story. What he was he was sitting there telling the slave story. And how this white lady had had to slay, 
and the slave was sleeping with the uh, the, the the lady's uh, husband, Massive and life. she was like, the lady went over there with a gun and pointed at the black lady and 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 tried to you know take over the house or whatever that the black lady lived in and. The black lady that worked with us, she was like, yeah, well, I don't see nothing wrong with that. I was like, oh, well, time to go. Because if you don't see nothing wrong with that, I do. Exactly. I, I see what, something wrong with telling that type of story in this environment. I, and, and on top of that, th- just to put the icing on the cake, when I went on my vacation, I've seen everybody go on a vacation there. Not once did he ask them to report every day on what they were doing, where they were going, and anything. I went on vacation recently, and I got told that I had to report every day what I was doing, where I was going. I was like, I'm not part of the military. I'm not part of anything that you need to know. <laughs> You're not my daddy. Why, why I got to report any of this stuff to you? Where you going? Who you going with? How long you going to be there for? He wanted to know, he was like, you have to call in every day and just to check in with us. I was like, why do I have to do that? I'm on vacation, bro. This ain't a, it ain't like I'm sick. I'm on vacation. You said this was a major store? It's a major store, but it's a major race. To me, personally, just looking back on how long they've been, they've been, they've been here since horse and carriage, but they've been in the South since horse and carriage. So dunes and buggies. So they are, they're built on their ways and their ways only. Hmm. And they'll let you know. They'll bring it up. They'll tell you if you really act. But yeah, man, oh man, that was like a wake-up call for me. And and I didn't even go. I, I quit that job, but I didn't even go to something that made me more money. That's my thing. At the end of the day, it was not it's not the money. You know, I have money. And I have something to sit back on, but I would have quit regardless because where do you lie in this game of integrity? How much can you take before, you know, you get beat down so much where your mental health starts to really, like, I didn't feel like going to work at all. I mean, I woke up in the morning like, man, I want to, I wish I was sick. I wish I didn't have to get. I, I, I wish I could call out. I wish I had an excuse. <laughs> I would try to get sick at work just so I can go home. I'm sorry, guys. I'm quarantining. <laughs> it was that serious. Oh man, see that's when it's too far. That's when it's too much. He was at work licking the pens, sniffing the sharpies. <laughs> I was trying to catch the corona, you know. Go get that airplane glue, get you a, a brow paper bag, <laughs> inhale a couple of times. Hold on. This man really, really it's funny you said that because we used to have a coworker um that he he was addicted to uh oxy and he would take the aerosol cans that you use for a clean computer area. Yeah. Oh them. god, and he would like do it. It's Ooh. called it's called whippets. It's called whippets. Basically, they spray it up their nose, and it makes it gives you like the craziest high ever. Yeah, um, but 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 yeah, but integrity is a, a major, a major, major, major thing. 
when it comes down to it, it connects to your mental health in such a way that you wouldn't even understand. You know, some people don't understand how much it connects to their mental health. Oh. Some people would take everything that we've been through, all four of us, and keep taking it and keep taking it and keep taking it until one day, you know, they are having <laughs> what you say? Until one day they just snap. Snap. And and wonder I, why. And they and, and and nobody else is gonna be able to tell you why as much as you should know, you know, it stems from this. No, that happened to me. I snapped. I snapped and yo, I, I I'm not one to call HR, but I, I called HR, I called the, the labor force, like I uh, I put a number. She came to me the next day and said, you could have talked to me about this. And I'm like, really? I said, you're not approachable. How, how do you make someone, force someone to work where they, where they literally told you that they just dislocated their shoulder and you told them, go to another manager and tell them that. And then, yeah. you, then you want to force someone to stay there and work. It's crazy. And, and just talking about it now, I could I could tell for some of us, we get in our emotions now. <laughs> just thinking oh, yeah. about what, what, what it did to us. Yeah. Imagine us back in that situation. Imagine the people who don't understand what's really going on with them. You know, because I feel like I know I'm not I'm just talking about the people who don't understand that, you know, who allow it to keep going. Yeah. Until that point of, I got, I, I cracked. Because from our stories, I feel like we got out at that that breaking point where it was like crack or leave, and we left. But some people will sit there and keep taking it and taking it and taking it. What's more important? Your mental health is more important, man. Exactly. I stayed for six more months after my shoulder was dislocated. They have it on footage that my my shoulder was not moving. I was holding it like that, trying to get it, and someone helped me put it back in place. And they told me go back and go back in that truck. Mind you, I'm not the truck unloader. I was the warehouse manager. They told me to go back the in truck. that truck and, and continue unloading because they they let the truck guy go home. Man. I drove home with the intent of not making it home. Some people go that far. That far. That's why I wanted to do an episode like this because I wanted to tell the people like your mental health is attached to a lot of the things you do. Work included. That integrity part of your job that they, they boast and they, they brag about they should be held accountable for it. You know? Because it does have a lot to do with your mental health at the end of the day. It does have a lot to do with any employee's mental health. Whether you suffer from mental health illnesses or diseases or well not well not diseases but illnesses. No, no, no. There some are diseases. Or some diseases, somewhere, or until they figure out a cure. And, and whether you suffer from that or you do not suffer from that, 
you can suffer from the integrity part of what it can do to you. Correct. And you can get into that realm of it's too much is too much. And it, it's just too much on you until you snap. And that's, that's why I'm... this is a, 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 a podcast where we try to inform you before you get to that stage of I done snapped to realize where you where you live where you, where you live at where you stay at where, where your integrity lives at where it stays you know yeah what realm to is too much is too much huh? now, I gotta I gotta get say this too you get to that point mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta say this too because as a single person me leaving a job I live at home with my family so my mom, my mom always says okay you can leave you just leave we'll, we'll, we'll take care of you, you for a while until you get yourself back up and running but what happens when you don't have that chance? You have full everybody on your back. You full. You have everybody on your back now. Rami, you're a little different. You set yourself up for success just in case something happened. You fell back on. You had something to fall back on. But what happens if someone doesn't have anything to fall back on? Right now, that's me. That's me now. I didn't care. I quit my job, but I don't have nothing right now. No, no, no. I'm. I don't. I mean, no savings. You still have a safety net because you have a savings. No savings at all. I mean. Well, you already on paycheck to paycheck. Hey, at that point, I feel like personally, personally, it's a personal. Uh, Say personal one more time. <laughs> it's a personal. A per, hey, <laughs> practice, practice, you know, practice because it takes practice. Uh, so, <laughs> now, I feel like at that point, your mental health still is important. You have to take that in consideration because you can't bounce back from something that devastating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, 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 Well, not that you can't, but it's harder to bounce back from that than it is to, you can find a new job. They're out there. Some would tell you it's not that easy. It ain't. It it's ain't not, easy. It's but, not that easy, but it, it does come to a point where if it has to, if it has to be your mental health, or your living situation, you're better off risking the living situation than your mental health. Because once once you're crazy, or once you yeah, once once that happens, they're just done. The um, (laughs) I would rather not go through the damage than because a lot of the situations that you do get put in where you're at that where you get pushed to a breaking point, it could have been avoided. It could have been avoided if you just got yourself out of it. So if yeah. you get yourself out of it, then well, you're, not, you're not standing there at the edge of that bridge. If you get yourself out of it, you're not in your car with the holes sitting in the back. If you, you know, if you would have got out of it. You got to think of, think, of think of it like this. Is it easier to find a job or find another living situation when you're sane or when you just went off the wall? Oh no, bro! It's better than you saying. People go on. People go on disability before actually getting another job because of how mentally they are jacked up because of the. Situation. And at that point, you know, those same people will live off a of disability because it's so hard finding a new job because they can't even get their mind straight from what happens to the la- at the last job. Well, you one know? of the problems with the system, though, is that once you're in it. It's hard to actually get out of it because it's not set up in a way 
to get you to have out. a real exit plan once you're in it. There's no rehabilitation. It's more yeah. of just you gotta figure this out yourself. We're not gonna help you. We're not gonna throw stuff at you. I mean, some communities they do help, but again, these are nonprofits who will help, not government-based pop like things that'll that'll help. You know, these are people not, not something they're gonna put their money in dang pocket. Mental uh-huh. health is something that is really stigmatized. It's also swept under the rug because of the stigma that gets attached to it, especially in our black communities where we feel as though we can't allow anyone to see that we have any type of problems because of social standings, because of stereotypes, just for multiple different reasons. So we choose not to air out, you know, these things or have these type of conversations that we're having now. And it does play a very large toll on mental health in our communities. Mm-hmm. The, um, but it definitely, I'm glad that we are having this conversation now because it's something that needs to be talked about. Yeah, and I say after 300 and something years of, of slavery, I mean, come on now. There's a lot of pain there. We all need to talk. We all, we all need some form of therapy, um, whether it be music, whether it be spending time with your friends, cooking with family. I know I talked. I know I talked about not to cut off, cut you off, but I know I talked about you know in my story, the uh, the non melanin people, but hey man, shoot, what we we are we we're here to help you too. You know this this is for you too as well as just us. It's for everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Anybody who has to go through some type of injustice or some type of you know, integrity-based problem at, you know, the workplace or anywhere. It doesn't even have to be at the workplace. It's anywhere. We just put the paycheck at the end because we were battling workplace versus integrity or paycheck versus integrity. But your integrity matters no matter where you go. So definitely if this, this, this we, we try to help everybody in that sense you know and this with is for everybody in this sense. with my with um with the situation that i was talking about earlier and is as it goes with integrity one of the one of the last straws for me was when i was actually right after i was attacked you remember so one of my cousins used to come to my job and we would go home together because he was also working at at um one of the stores in the mall and And it was on one incident where he came to the store and not only was you know he my family but he also was a customer at my store so he would come and he would buy things he would come in he would you know he would shop so one night he was waiting for me to get out he got there like about five minutes before it was time for me to go. And I went to the back to go collect my belongings so that we could leave. And the same manager that I was talking about prior, who was, you know, changing the schedule, doing all types of things. I'm sitting in the in the manager's office getting my stuff and I can hear her yelling at him. 
I'm talking about Spotlight. I'm talking about your brother. I know. I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could hear her yelling at him, like saying all sorts of things that I'm just like, all right. Because at that point, I could see, okay, she about to have me come completely out of character on this sales floor. So I called her. I, call, I went out. I called her into the office. I closed the door. And as professionally as I could say, as I could think to say, (laughs) if you ever talk to anyone in my family like that again, or any customer, you talk to anyone that has anything to do with me like that again, there will be some consequences and repercussions. She said, is that a threat? I said, no, that's a statement. That's a promise. (laughs) me. <laughs> and after that you know I got my stuff and um, one of our family friends was there also because he was coming to get us for one of the um, one of the plays that we were doing back then oh man so he came to get us and he's a reverend so I get in the car and that's <laughs> when all everything that I really wanted to say Started to- <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to say came out, and I'm sitting in the front, the front seat with the Reverend next to me, and my cousin in the back, and I'm dropping all of these f words, all of this, and I'm thinking to myself like, okay, this person is really having me come out of character. Character, yeah, they're really having me come out of character, and. I can't do this for too much longer. So that's that's why at that point I was already saying, you know what, I need to get fired. I just need I I was trying to get fired at that point. <laughs> yeah. She ended up getting herself fired, but <laughs> it worked like that. But yeah, that's just how that's just how it worked. You know, the prayers of the righteous availeth much. <laughs> DMX said it best. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Oh, in here? <laughs> Y'all gonna make me go all out. Well, don't, don't do it. I, I, I let me I go off, boy, because I was like, listen, I got so much to say to y'all. Let me tell you. <laughs> you don't know this mouth. This mouthpiece. Look at look look at my cousin. <laughs> we we have a history. <laughs> it runs. It runs deep in our blood. Need that mind, you gotta preserve it, man. You know, can't let people only get one. Yeah, people try, people will try you, boy. They really will try. And and that's the main point of this podcast is just to enlighten everybody, lift them up because we all go through a lot. Um, and as always, you want to make sure we keep a, a clear disclaimer on what we are talking about. Um, and that's why we always say if you or someone else you know is going through a hard time um, and is suffering from any type of mental strain, mental illness, or mental disease, and you are currently not getting help or currently don't feel like you have an outlet to get help. Um, again, we're always available if you need someone to talk to. Um, and again, we have some great people like oh, Kiana different outlet, outlets that we use. So another good one is the NAMI website. So it's NAMI.org, uh, which is National Alliance of Mental Illness. 
you know, that's that's a great way too if you want to start. It is a government funded, not too many government funded things actually pan out, but this is a government funded thing that actually works with real people. Real people, real people coming together, making that alliance. And that's why it's an alliance and not, you know, some institution. It's real people talking to each other, coming together and educating each other on how to help each other. And that's what we do here. So again, if anybody you know who's suffering, the NAMI website is available there. Also, halfofus.com. A lot of people have heard it. A lot of these reality TV shows use that as their closing statement. It actually is a real website. We'll, we'll show you these different people, including celebrities that you may know that go through these different mental illnesses, mental problems. Um, and they, they need help too. We need help. Mon money don't determine how much help you need. We all need help regardless of our social standing, money, creed, or background. Oh yeah, we all need the help, and it can be as simple as Ramir cracking on you for no reason and trying to make you feel good about yourself while, yeah, no while, while killing your self esteem. <laughs> wow. it, it, it could be as it could be as little as three guys coming together into a group of five and creating what we call the A team. It could be as little as us staying in contact from time to time through the course of all these years after high school. It could be as little as having two cousins that are close enough together where you guys stay in contact, where you talk to one another, you share stories. It could be as little as two people being far away from each other and still making the time to make music, even if it means I upload my music, you download it, add your verse, and we go back in. You know? Yeah. We got to make time to make time. So I got to say this again for you parents out there too, because we can't forget them little children them the ones that need the most help because it's when you older is when it solidifies they're like clay right now they're nice and soft and moldable but the minute you let that thing harden up and they they keep a hold of all that that harshness and then mentality gets stuck it takes a long time and a lot of effort to try and take those cogs and put them back to how they're supposed to be to make the clock work again so take care of your people and they take care of you yeah no I'm with that. If you know, I'm with that too, man. I'm with that too, 100%. And he, he had an interesting point. Like, it doesn't matter how rich you are or your, how much money you make. I've heard some really depressed celebrities, but that's a whole nother, like, <laughs> well, that's a um, whole nother. Um, so, there, there might be some narcotics in, in, involved with some of that stuff, you know? <laughs> money make you go crazy. The root of all evil for a reason. You got too much of it, you're scared to lose it. The love of money is the root of all evil. Correct. Not the love of money. Correct. It has its place. It does have its place. But on that, on that note, I think this has been a very enlightening episode. Very yeah. Enlightening episode. I, I um, love this one. <laughs> I love this one. Take that to the bank. I was just listening, man. Y'all y'all have some really insightful. Yeah, we know. You was quiet. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I opened it. I opened it. But y'all, y'all had some really insightful, um, you know, takes on this topic in particular, and I was just, you know, mind blown. Yeah, you was being a uh, what we call our viewers. What are we calling our viewers? <laughs> he was just a sparrow. He just sitting there. He was honestly being a sparrow. Honestly, all like I said, most of my struggles came at Nordstrom, and I've had what four or five different jobs. I haven't had that problem any other place besides Nordstrom. And you know, I hope you never will. Yeah, I'm at a good them type you know. of 
You don't want the problem. Problem. Um. <laughs> Turn on and this has been another episode of the LSP podcast and I'm doing it once again I'm closing this out my name is Marquise E. Copper on my right that is Ramir you can call him Rafu Kwan and on my left you can call him Desi Pariah and our special guest we would like to thank him Jaden and we are out of here Thank you. Yes, sir. By yes, the way, sir. y'all, that, that was not me. Y'all know that. So. <laughs> Peace out. Hey.